Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. New Year's Eve, 2019. My goodness, you know, as all of the things going around on the internet have to say, it's the end of a decade. It's the end of a decade. Oh my goodness, it's the end of the year. We're going to go into the 2020s. And I've really been thinking about the end of the decade makes me feel like an ancient fossil. However, I am one of these people who don't like to always look back too much, but I do every year as I'm planning the next year. Now, I have a couple of things planned, which we'll get to by the end of the podcast, but it always helps me, especially when I'm on a two-week staycation like I am now. This is week two, and I feel like I just don't ever get anything done. I never feel like I get anything done. I don't feel like I get enough done. I feel like I'm wasting time. I should be um, managing my time better. I should be, I should be, I should be. Now, when I work full time, I, t- I feel like I get more done because you work all day and then you do your stuff before and after work. You know, some of it is true. I do get more done. Um, but when you're home all day, like on a staycation, there are other things that you wind up doing that takes you away from the house because you got to get out of the house once in a while. Like yesterday, it was a terrible snow, terrible meaning we got eight inches. It was wet. It was like snowballs falling from the sky, as my daughter-in-law said. Oh my goodness. We got about eight inches of snow and this morning is the big cleanup can hear all the plow trucks in town and snow blowers and that's what my husband's doing right now and shoveling and scraping and all of that but we got out before the wind started and took some pictures of nature's beauty you know sometimes you just got to take the time to go smell the roses and we went out and saw the snowflakes falling the trees were beautiful we saw a few deer a partridge several birds in our wilderness area that's not too far from my house and it felt like we were a million miles away in the silence we know we listen to a football game and sports radio but you know when you're out looking at the river and just listening to the water rush it was beautiful On the way home, the predicted wind started, and we got home just in time. So let's look back at last year. 2019 was quite a year for me. It really was. It was an amazing year. It was a wonderful year. And when I think on the eve, on the brink of a new decade, that I didn't get anything done, I sat down yesterday and did a highlight for every month. So let's quickly go through that just to remind you. 
If you're new here, um, you can go back and listen to all the podcasts about these experiences. But that's exactly what my word for the year was in January. I picked experiences. I had gotten in a rut of doing the same thing over and over and over. And I wanted to experience some new things. I tried to do something new and take me out of my comfort zone. I've been quilting for 25, 30 years. I've done the same crafts, knitting, tatting crocheting, sewing, you know, I needed a new and fresh challenge. So I started the hexagon English paper pieced temperature quilt. I had a little guide. I went by the daily high temperature, picked a color, made flowers that represented a week. And now I'm getting ready to put that quilt together. Also in January, I'll make modern magazine published a pattern called economical illusion. February, the big highlight was a short month, was my trip to QuiltCon in Nashville. My husband drove me down there to make sure I got there, spent time with some of my um, best quilty friends, uh, some people I've never met before. It was a great meetup and a great time. March, I still worked on my daily things, but what happened in March was I rekindled an obsession. Yes, an obsession, jadeite. And I talked about it endlessly and I found some pieces and guess what? I got two vintage jadeite Fire King coffee mugs for Christmas to go with my faux jadeite collection that's in my kitchen. Absolutely gorgeous. April, I started the daily free motion quilting challenge for myself and I finished a lot of wall hangings and small quilts because I wanted to quilt every day. I'd gotten rusty and I needed to jumpstart my skills and also in April I did a picnic pillow and it was a picnic time pillow with Fat Quarter Shop. It was a remix pattern that I was on a blog hop with. And you can get that free pattern at Fat Quarter Shop. May, I did something I had never, ever done before. I went on my first shop hop with one of my best quilty friends. And I went to a quilt show with other best quilty friends in my Circle of Friends quilt group. I'd never been before, Midland. And it had a great show. It's small, but really, really nice. And now June brings me to a paper-pieced pineapple quilt. That's a tongue twister. And that was another uh, blog hop with Fat Quarter Shop. And I designed uh, large and small pineapple quilts with big white negative space in it. And I put it together in June. I also used some of my favorite fabric, a new line, um, Tula Pink's Zuma and scraps from my bin. July, I finished a Peter Pan economy block quilt that was destined to go to my granddaughter. And it was a very labor intensive swirly quilt. And that was so fun. And August, so July was a Peter Pan quilt. August, I went to the AQS quilt show that I go to every year with my mom. Saw some new things there, though, with all of the cool stuff they have. August was another month where Sulky needed a pattern for a paper-pieced mug rug. And my paper-pieced apple mug rug was published on their website. September was huge. It was a podcast anniversary. We had a giveaway. We celebrated Four, going into the fourth year of podcasting, make 
Modern Magazine also published an article called Why is Quilting Good for Us? And I started the two and a half inch modern pineapple. October was a huge month of rebooting the Fly Lady system. Yep, if you don't know what the Fly Lady system is, you they, you can check it out on her website. I've done it um pretty much for 15 years, and I want to tell you, it is the best housekeeping system because it falls right into my mindset of time management and doing things in short increments in an orderly routine and a set fashion. I also learned a lot about Cricut stuff, in October, Sulky published a pumpkin table runner that I designed and quilted and sewed and did all the hard work. When I do these Sulky things, I do it from ground zero. And it was published on their blog. Hmm, November, I worked with vinyl on a quilt for Sulky. It was a Christmas quilt and it was a new, new thing. The vinyl went an applique over top of an ornament paper pieced pattern and it had sparkles and glitter on it. It was super, super cute. And then December, I decided to do Cricut things, um, cut vinyl and cut fabric and different things on my maker for Christmas gifts. And I impulsively decided this was the year, 2019, I was going to finish it up with a new experience on YouTube and get over myself and do a Vlogmas. And I did. And I finished the last one yesterday on our nature ride. And the final experience that we did was my husband and I, instead of buying a gift for each other, we went to Greenfield Village which is a historic village in Dearborn. The Henry Ford Museum is part of it, but the outside part is the village. They have it decorated in each time period authentically to how they would have celebrated Christmas. And it's very, very cool. You could go in and watch the artisans, see the houses all cool in the night. And they ended it all with a fantastic fireworks show. And believe it or not, they said that was very authentic to the Victorian period that they did shoot off fireworks. And of course, our fireworks were pretty phenomenal. We didn't get to see any this summer because of bad weather. And I'm telling you, I was so thrilled. And it wasn't too cold. It wasn't rainy. It wasn't snowing. It was absolutely perfect. Look at that list. How is it that I can tell myself I didn't get anything done? Why do I do that? Do you do that too? It's a mindset. It's a thing of inner drive of pushing me to do more than I can. And I think that's a good thing, but it also can be a bad thing. And we'll get to that as I have mulled over this list. And this is just highlights. There's some other things that happened that didn't make the list, but man, what a year. It was phenomenal. Let's talk about other things that were highlights of the year. I didn't go see very many movies, but when I went, they were experiences. And my favorite one was Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I love that movie. You know, you got to think, I went to the first movie in the re-release in 1978, I believe it was, in theaters. It was the second release of it. Now, my parents didn't want us to go see it. They weren't concerned about the content, blah, blah, blah. I was enchanted. It was phenomenal. To a preteen kid, that was the best movie ever. It was futuristic. It had a plot that you could follow. It was special effects that we had never seen before. 
So here I am in my well, early 50s, I'm 53, and I saw the final chapter of that particular story with the current trilogy, and it was great. I think I enjoyed the nods back to the original New Hope series, and I enjoyed the good versus evil, and I enjoyed the special effects, which were phenomenal. So I loved Rise of Skywalker, but you know, not everybody will, because you know, where there is great success, there is also great criticism. And I'll be honest, most of the things that I like were never critically acclaimed, or maybe they weren't even considered money makers or things that were successful by a lot of folks. But I enjoyed the movie. Now, TV shows, two of them I have not found many that I like. I still am hanging in with Oak Island. I love Oak Island. It's just a brain candy, nice way to wind down in the evening. But one show that I did like recently that I watched both seasons throughout 2019 is on Amazon Prime. It's Jack Ryan. Now, this is a Tom Clancy movie. has some movie. It's a series. It's like a TV show. It is a little violent, but not horrifically violent. It's not gratuitous. It's about spies and the FBI and the CIA and all kinds of intrigue. And I do enjoy those kinds of movies. And I do enjoy those kinds of shows. So Amazon Prime is something new to us for 2019. And I thoroughly enjoyed Jack Ryan. And we also recently got Disney+. Plus. And I haven't explored all of the out-of-the-vault movies because some of them I really like. The shorts are great. Cry my eyes out on some of those. Loved it. And I am so enchanted with The Mandalorian. That is the new series on Disney. It's a half-hour show. Weekly comes out like a TV show. And it is a Star Wars story set in a different time. It was set, I think, about four or five years after the fall of the Empire, which would have been the time period after the first trilogy. Love it. And Baby Yoda is amazing. Marketing genius. There isn't anything about this that I don't like. It doesn't have a lot of um, horrific violence. There is some violence. So if you have small children, you might want to pre-screen it. Um, language is pretty clean. The storyline, the first couple were a little slow setting the plot, but I told my husband, hang in there. It's going to get better. I just know it. <laughs> and it did. I love that particular series. Um, Netflix, I can't figure it out. So that's going on my list of what I am sick of because I can't navigate. I can't find it. I can't find anything on there. I don't know why Netflix is a puzzle to me that I can't figure out. What else am I sick of? Well, because I'm going to put this on sick of because I don't want to say I don't like it. I'm just tired. Maybe that's a better term. Things that I'm tired of. Super sick and twisted plots. Now, I like a good Agatha Christie story. I like murder mysteries. I like that kind of stuff. But I have to be in a mood and I don't like it to be every day. It seems like everything is super like sick, mentally sick and twisted and just gross. I'm tired of violent soaps. Yes, violent soaps. Um, a lot of it are just things I don't, uh, you keep coming back to get a lot of the story and there's a lot of gratuitous violence and sex and it just, they're sick and twisted. They fall into that. Um, pro football, pretty sick of that. It's a pretty... I don't even want to get started. 
because maybe many people here don't like pro football, but it's gotten old. It kind of is falling into the category of pro basketball. Love college, love college basketball, college football. It's not been regulated to death and it also is very exciting. Pro football's gotten pretty boring. Reality shows, the weekly vote off and the fake time deadlines and all of that. I still watch a couple of them, so don't think I'm a hypocrite, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of them. Crass comedy that's gone way too far. 2019, um, yeah, I, I, I got tired of it because everybody's trying to do it. It's kind of like taking TikTok or the social medias of popularity that have a lot of comic comedy on it and shows uh, even weekly television things and it's just crass it's gone too far and I I like a good joke and I don't mind a little off-color one once in a while but when you're when you're listening to a half hour show or 40 minutes and it's nothing but one-liners that are super crass that get gross and gross and more gross as the show goes on I'm tired of it I'm tired of it a lot and the last thing that I think I'm tired of is melodrama sneaking into everything melodrama I had to look it up because I wanted to make sure that I was understanding what the word was you know melodrama is like soap operas of the 70s or silent movies of the early time where everything was overly acted overly exaggerated overly talked about in the dear dear soul of my brain of my heart it has been yeah that kind of stuff it's like sneaking into everything melodrama i just overacting you know star trek with you know captain kirk is so melodramatic okay i can't stand it and I don't mind a little bit of melodrama because we have to do a little bit, especially on the podcast, because it's verbal. It's audio. You don't see my face. You can't read the nonverbals. But YouTubers who are so melodramatic, it makes my stomach hurt or melodrama in shows and movies. I'm like, seriously, acting has, you know, is, is an art and there's a lot of very talented people out there but there's a lot of melodrama and part of the melodrama goes with the comedy and the jokes and that kind of stuff and they're meant to be that way but I don't like it I'm tired of it so looking back at 2019 about what I like what I did what I need to learn from has brought me to an interesting point of 2020. So here we are in New Year's Eve and I'm like, okay, so the first plan in order of business is picking a word for the year. I couldn't pick one. One. So I'm picking a hyphenated word. It's cheating a little bit. I am bending my own rules on the word of the year, but it's called self-care. Self-care. That makes it one word, right? So self-care is the year. This is the year where I am putting my projects first, putting my health needs first, putting my routines first. And I did work on that last year, but I need to work on it more. I need to work on um, daily um, taking care of myself. Um, I can't exercise every day because my joints still hurt, but I need to get stronger. So my goal is I want to get three to five miles a week in walking 
And that walking doesn't mean outside or on a track. I'm going to do the walk at home from Leslie, um, who did the walk away the pounds. There's free videos on YouTube. I want to do other types of exercise. I want to try counting my steps, try to get more walking in, get strong enough so I can go to the gym a couple times a week. Haven't been strong enough to go to the gym. And that's sad to me and I want to change it. I have a gym membership and I hardly used it last year because I have joint problems and part of it was a vitamin D deficiency but the other part of it is I just got to get my butt smaller and into the gym. So self-care. I got to exercise every day. The other part is self-care. I need to do things for myself like meditations, um, a few minutes every day of slow stitching and meditatively working on um, balance exercise, mental balance exercises. Some people listen to um, Headspace. That's a, a great one. It's a app on your phone where they do guided um, meditations. Unfortunately, I, I just don't want to add any more subscriptions and I know how to do that kind of thing. I just need to do it myself. I just need to do it. And I found some free things on the internet that I'm going to work on. And I will share that in my premium podcast about Zen and the art of creating. That's my plan for my big project for the beginning of next year is the premium podcast. And that's something I want to do for myself. I really enjoy teaching and I enjoy really working on helping people become educated in how to cope with day to day, coping with the stresses of life and how art, craft and creativity really is part of balancing yourself out with the craziness of the world. So I want to work on like a daily meditative process to keep my brain calm. And I also want to continue to work on a couple of new things. Now, I'm not going to pack in as many, um, probably, you know, quilts. Because quite honestly, I got counting how many I have. I lost count. I just started moving them around. I've got lots of quilts and I'm going to make quilts. Don't get me wrong. I have a block of the month I need to work on. I have a kinship sampler I need to work on. I have lots of things that I can and need. Like need meaning I need to work on it because I have this creative urge to do it. I want to work on a couple improv, smaller projects. I have panels in there that I want to work on and free motion quilting ideas. So plenty of things for quilting, but that's not going to be everything. You know, um, I got my tatting out. I haven't done it in a while. My fingers need to be limber and tatting is a lace making with a shuttle. And I'm working on a project for that. And it's been fun. It's lots of fun. I'm going to put it on, I think, a flower sack towel. I want to work on some more music this year. I haven't done music in several years and I got my violin out a couple weeks ago and haven't played it since. Guess what? I can still play scale and I want to work on that 15 minutes a couple times a week. Self-care. I've been like putting things like that on the back burner because I quote, don't have time as I talk to myself, as I keep rushing to make things and do things and keep the house cleaner than um, I have been. There's nothing wrong with my house. It's pretty clean. It just needs to be decluttered. And the decluttering isn't bad, really. It's just this mental oppression about where I think it should be. 
So I'm going to keep working on the fly lady system, keep working on the clutter bug system, as well as taking elements from Gretchen Rubin and KonMari is a process of asking yourself what to keep. I'm going to keep working on that, keep repackaging, repackaging, repacking uh, boxes and things like that. That's my 2020 for self-care. What other self-care things I need to do is I need to follow my doctor's orders on diet and work on um, eating healthier, less carbs, learning how to cook better um, because I hate cooking and I'm bad at it. Find some instant pot recipes that I like because I don't mind throwing things in an instant pot and quit just doing the tea and toast and peanut butter and getting by on, you know, just because I don't want to take the time to do it. I need to self-care. Yeah, seriously, you think my husband um, would have raised a fuss. He doesn't because he works long hours and he's not always hungry. But if I cook things for us and have it in the fridge or freezer, it would be much better. Trying to get away from processed foods. Well, what else is self-care for the year? I don't know. And it will come up. But it's all about making routines and doing things that are healthy for me, being healthy. And if that means I have to put off a couple of projects or a couple of customers have to wait a week or two because of um, time, because um, I got sick a couple times this fall and it really set me back. And I and I'm like, you know, I really need to do my best work all the time. And that sometimes means I got to wait a, a few days or do something slower all of that is about self-care. And I think I will learn more about self-care as the year goes on. And I study it more and study more about how craft and creativity and working on our art projects can all be part of balance and self-care. So to start it off the Facebook group, My Creative Corner 3, we're going to do monthly creative prompt challenges. And for January, the first thing is, is figuring out what a routine might look like and how much we can get done in 15 minutes a day. I'm going to post this tomorrow, but you'll be the first to know here. It's going to be pick a project and work on it 15 minutes a day. It can be any kind of project. It doesn't have to be quilting, but something that might take more than 15 minutes to work on would be good. And I'm picking my um, English paper pieced flowers. I have two more to get the flowers joined up and then I'm going to start appliquing the flowers on a white background. So that is going to be the month long project for my Creative Corner 3 Facebook group. So definitely, definitely check it out because um, this is going to be called the One Project Challenge. You'll see the graphic pinned at the top of the feed of the Facebook group. And if you're not part of the group, you have to ask to join it because um, that helps keep spam and all the other things out. Pick the one thing you want to dedicate 15 minutes a day to and do it. That's going to be January. February, we'll work on another thing. But this is the beginning of figuring out routines and committing your brain to one project and working on it every day. That is a creative prompt challenge. It's a jump start to creativity. When we can clear out the clutter of some of the old whips 
And you don't have to get it done in January. There's no way I'm going to get all of those hexagons sewed on in 15 minutes a day. But set your timer and just do it and see from where you begin. Maybe even take a, a before photo. I might do that this week and lay it out. Show where you're beginning at. And at the end of the month, we'll see how much process process, how much progress you have made on this project. And it's going to be exciting. So join me and the Facebook group for that. And some other exciting things um, will be happening. And over the year of jump starting our creativity, and it's going to be all kinds of different ideas. They're usually um, doing exercises. And if you take a whole month to do it, it really gives you a chance to make a new habit and to ingrain in your brain the importance of this um, jump-starting our creativity. So we're going to start slow in January with the creative prompt challenge. The other thing is the premium podcast that I talked about. I'm also going to finish, um, finish, I'm going to continue the patron podcast. So if you are a monthly patron and you sign up on the Podbean for the patron program, you can find that also on my blog or webpage, mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. And you're going to find that I do an extra content for patrons only. And currently I'm reading um, a story I wrote, you know, I'm, I'm doing like I say, like an audiobook style. And I have it's going to be 10 or 11 chapters. We've got a couple chapters into it. So I'm going to record um, more while I'm on staycation and then get those posted, oh, you know, monthly. So a new chapter for the patrons will be up soon. Now, if you want to um, not be committed um, for monthlies, you can do one-time donations like buy me a virtual cup of coffee. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit. So the patrons are going to get the extra content, but the uh, people who decide they want to do one-time um, gifts, I really, really love. I love it. It's very, very wonderful. And you can do that through PayPal or however you want to. But I want to emphasize that the money that people send me is going back into the podcast. It's reinvested and I'm saving up money to upgrade my equipment and I'm trying to always be improving the sound quality and the, the delivery of the podcast. And that's where it's really important for people to do things like if you want to and have the ability to sign up for the patron program, fantastic. Share. You don't have to do money contributions to help the podcast grow and to help me reach more people. Because number one, I love reaching people and teaching and growing the podcast is my goal for 2020. So things that you can do that are helpful to me and are free are just a couple seconds of your time every day. Um, like, subscribe, how, enroll, get notifications, whatever your podcast catcher does, that's fantastic. Share about it um, with your friends. Um, maybe share about it online. Those kinds of things are very, very helpful. 
I'm also going to continue to work on weekly YouTube videos and that's another expense of uh, equipment. I need to buy a gimbal and I need to do a couple of other things for lighting because you know northern Michigan we don't get a whole lot of daylight this time of year. Maybe six hours um, on a good day. But we are now on the other side of winter solstice, right? So it is getting better. Um, daylight's getting a little bit longer, a little bit stronger. So um, to support the podcast, those are some simple things that you can do. And also uh, look for the new things coming up with the podcast. I'm going to continue to do quilting, but I'm also going to talk about my sister and I, our Creative Souls segments, and we're going to maybe add a couple of different segments throughout the year. Um, haven't got all that um, totally worked out in my brain, but I want to finish with the non-quilting things. Um, my sister and I are great upcyclers. We love to take projects and upcycle them and she is even better at it than I am. You can go to Our Creative Souls on Instagram as well as Facebook and see some of these things that she did. Oh my goodness, she did um, a fantastic upcycling making boxes that turned into little trunks for her grandchildren that you could put craft things in. She upcycled old books into stash keepers. Like you could put your money or you could put jewelry or things in, in a book and hide them in your house or not have them in real obvious places. I loved mine. She's also very good at beads and beading and painting. And so she upcycled a lot of um, things that she gets at work, little boxes to sort her beads. You can see all that on our creative souls. I'm working on Cricut cutting and learning my machine still. So the next challenge for myself this week is cutting, um, not vinyl, but foil. It's a adhesive foil. Um, hoping that I can do it and not wreck a lot of <laughs> the foil. You know, some of this stuff is pretty expensive, but had a great time cutting out the craft text and the vinyl for Christmas gifts and then using the rotary cutting tool to cut um, different templates for the towel toppers and I'm going to work on using my maker to cut out more fabric quilt related things this year because I'm telling you what my fingers are really sore from the rotary cutter and you know hand sewing and stuff it still makes it sore so our creative souls check us out on Instagram you can also um, watch for my newsletter which will have a little segment about if there's new things that month about our creative souls in the crafty upcycling things um, with the foil my whole goal is to upcycle a candle glass candle holder that you know most people throw away and we yogurt jars and a couple of other things that uh, oh candy jar I have a candy jar that had peanut brittle in it I'm gonna wash them all up soak off the labels and try the foil on that give it a little sparkle so that is the crafty segment for this week well everybody uh, New Year's Eve I can't believe it's here um, my hope is that we have some friends that we weren't going to visit with if the weather holds and the winds stay down and we don't get another blizzard. We may drive out to their house in the country and see 
how um, they celebrate New Year's Eve. Uh, normally, we stay home and um, maybe walk downtown and watch the little ball drop. It's usually quite an anticlimactic thing in the cold. But uh, I think that's that's our plan. What's your plan? New Year's Day is the last day my husband is home for his staycation. And um, there's college football. There's uh, movies. And it's just going to be a chill day. Work on some of my projects a little bit. And overall, that's going to be how we ring in the new year. Is just relax and get ready to go back to work. Now, I still have a couple bonus days off and I'm going to get ready for working in my house on some of the projects that we've talked about. So everybody have a most wonderful New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. 2020, I think, is going to be a phenomenal year and I am not going to let it be otherwise, even if things happen in the world or in my life that aren't fantastic, you know? Um, a lot of it is how we handle it and how we approach it. And I am just grateful for the great 2019. And I expect that next year I have several other projects that I'm going to continue to work on. And I am so excited about it. I'm very, very excited for 2020 and I'm not going to let the winter doldrums set in because I really want to get these things underway and maybe the Zen and the art of creativity will be ready, I'm hoping, in February as a premium podcast. So everybody have a most wonderful week. Be creative. Quilt on, everyone. Everyone.